Amen. Well, I do want to just say again, once again, uh, happy Father's Day for all the folks here. And you know, a lot of times um, there's a lot of father figures that fill in the gap as well. And I'm just thankful for all the people that the Lord has put in my life. But we want to glorify our Heavenly Father today with the message and just praising Him. And so today's message um, is really about our Christian life. And I said, you know, a lot of times, uh, maybe an outside looking in, you know, people might think, well, if you're a Christian, everything is just perfect in your life. Everything is just, you know, no problem. There's no, there's no, um, you know, everything is a shortcut. You know, everything just falls into place. But we do have a lot of blessings, don't we? We have a plenty of blessings. But, you know, it's not, everything's not always easy breezy, you know. There's still decisions. There's still, you know, there's no lack of tears in our life sometimes, you know. And uh, I, I was just thinking, I wrote a few notes down, like Tanya had mentioned about that, uh, Church in Charleston, South Carolina. So where some of you might have saw it on the news, some of you haven't. But anyway, it's where a 21-year-old gunman come into Bible study, where he's open with welcome with open arms, and later he opened fire, killing nine people in a in a Bible study. And I thought, man, we just live in some some crazy times. And I'm sure that the folks, when they went to that prayer meeting that day, never thought that they'd be face to face with with their killer. You know, when we start our day, we you know we always look for the best. And, uh, and this is not a doom and gloom message, but I think sometimes we need to look at those things so we realize how blessed we are and how we can come alongside other folks and encourage them and also be prepared in those, those areas of our life. And, you know, I, I think about, you know, 9-11 or anybody that's lost someone tragically, you know, that, that day you get up, you just think, okay, well, what do I got on the schedule? I got this going on, this going on, this going on. And sometimes uh, we don't make it back home at night. And... Uh, I think that's really a, a tough deal, but I, I do know this in our life, it's full of ups and downs and middle ground and everything else. And that's really where I, I came from on this message here. Um, I took a little ride the other day and I was just thinking about our community. And I took a little motorcycle ride and you know, you know a lot of people, you see a lot of people waving, a lot of people going, but sometimes you really don't know what they're all going through. It's hard to, hard to really understand what different people are going through. And so I pray that this message will find you right where you are, wherever you're at. We'll just speak to your heart with that. And so it's, it's all about being prepared for the journey that makes the difference. Amen. You know, you can have a lot of things thrown at you, but it's about being prepared for the journey. And we never know what we're going to face minute by minute or day after day, but we can be confident in Christ. Amen. So I want to give you this scripture right here. And we're going to kind of be uh, just really talking about this today and pulling a few other scriptures. It's Romans 828. Many of y'all know this by heart. And it says, we know that God causes all things to work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And when I was writing that down, I said, you know, this is one of those scriptures that's easier to quote when things are going good than when it's going bad, isn't it? It doesn't change the truth of it. I just said sometimes it's easier to quote things when everything's okay. But I'm telling you, while everything's okay, put these things in your heart so you're ready when things aren't okay. Amen. To know and gird up yourself in the word of God. And I said, you know, as we go on, I said, but regardless of what side of the coin you find yourself on, God's word remains true. I want you to know that regardless of what's going on in your life, what's going on in that snapshot of your life, this instant, maybe tomorrow, whatever's going on, there's nothing that's going to change the word of God. It doesn't change. So we can build our foundation on that. That's why the enemy wants you to keep that Bible shut. He wants to keep you blinded to the things of the Lord. But I'm going to tell you right now, open that Bible, uh, dig in and trust the Lord. I had a couple other things here when I was watching the news about that church in South Carolina. And it was just amazing. Tanya touched on it a little bit. And I said there was a common theme with the folks that were left behind, the families and other church members after going through such an ordeal as that. 
And I said, I watched that several times. I replayed it and, and looked at some things. And I said, man, they were hurt. They were broken and overwhelmed. But they responded from their valley with grace and mercy. Man, that is God working in them and through them. It didn't say, I didn't say they didn't have any pain. I didn't say they didn't have any uh, heartache and tears. They did. But you know what? They chose to trust the Lord to work all things together for the good. They forgave the man and they desired for that man to repent and come to the, to the Savior. Man, that is huge. That is somebody that's been walking with the Lord. That's somebody that God has really just been uh, doing a work in their heart. How about us today? Is God doing a work in our heart? There's always room for, for more. And I also thought about this. I said, you know, they, they chose to, to trust the Lord. And I said, look at the difference how they responded and how it impacted their community than some of the other things we've seen in the news in the last little bit. There was no looting. There was no uh, fires burning, no shootings, no riots. And what happened through all that, God was glorified. It's a tough deal when we lose somebody. It's a tough deal when, when our loved ones are taken away way too early. Or when anything changes. You know, sometimes we're just one phone call away of everything changing. But the folks in that community chose to be a light and to glorify God. To me, that's amazing. How do, how do we respond in things much less than that? How do we respond? Are we responding to be, or are we turning around and are we being the light in the community? So we're going to jump on in with what we got today. I hope everybody's got their uh, answer sheets here to put a few things down. And we're going to cut into that. Everybody doing good? Amen. Well, I'm going to start out from a place whoop, from a place where most of us like to be. We like to be on that plateau, that loving, loving, loving and level ground. Not much changes. We just like things smooth. How many like that? Not much for change. Don't want to push and shove and just, let's just kind of go, what is it? Go with the flow, you know? And I, and I started thinking about that. I said, we like a level path, don't we? I said, most of us like that smooth playing field. But really, it's not realistic over a course of time, is it? Things are going to come into your life. Things are going to, you're going to meet different people. You're going to see different things. I said, but enjoy the, the smooth spots and keep moving forward. I said, life will always have bumps, bruises, and setbacks. But the key is how we respond and deal with them. It's nice to just say, I'm just going to sidetrack all the bad stuff, you know? But, but that's not always the case. We can't always do that. Amen? There's a lot of things that come our way that we didn't sign up for. How many people here have had things in their life that they thought they'd never deal with? Hands everywhere. Just thought, I would never be dealing with this. I never thought my life would be in this position or this spot. And now look, let's look on both sides. That can be a good thing too, you know? I never thought, I can tell you, I never thought that I would be pastoring the church. Praise God for his grace and mercy. But there's a lot of other things that we look at and you think, man, well, you know, I, I hear this a lot of times. You, you ever work with somebody like this or have somebody like this? When you're going through something, they'll sit there and go, well, man, all you got to do is this. If that was me, I would fill in the blank. And if that was me, but when it comes on their front porch, they got a different response. So, you know, that's the thing that I used to say a lot of times. I've mentioned this many times when I was a younger fella and, and <laughs> not very wise at all. And it's still got a lot more wisdom that I pray that the Lord imparts to me. I used to say, hey, if I make them, I can solve them. And that almost haunts me. You ever had things that you used to say, come back and you hear that and go, ooh, I had no clue. <laughs> you, know? you know, I can make a lot more problems than I can solve on my own. How about you guys? Real fast. Not even thinking about, oh, yeah, let's just, boom, and go, I, I didn't see that coming. But that's the great thing that God never changes, and God sees what's coming. 
And we're not alone, whether we're in the valley or on the hilltop, on the plateaus, or whatever. We can trust God to work all things together for the good. Amen. And a lot of things, I'll be honest with you, when I've been in different situations, at that moment, I don't know how God can work all these things together for the good. When there's a, a loss of a family member or a child, or, I don't know how he does that, but I know that his word is true. And we may not see it this side of heaven, but we can trust that God is working all things together for good. Amen? So I just want to throw that out there. There's a couple little things I want to just cut through here. This is going to kind of unpack kind of fast today. I said, we like to pass on the pain. Now, I want to make sure you understand how I say that. It's almost like a test, a text. If I read that and you said, I want to pass on the pain, oh, I want to give you the pain. No. We want to pass on it. We want to skip it. We want to miss that part of the movie, don't we? You know? You ever see that? A movie comes on and you get ready and, and the, the music is changing. And then the lights are going down and all this stuff. And about that time, Denise is going, I got to get some popcorn. She doesn't like that. I don't like that too much either. But, you know, I said, well, what's going on in this situation? That's the same way in life. But we can't always excuse ourselves. We can't always go uh, take a restroom break in life and things like that when these things hit. So how do we deal with that? So many times I look at that and I said, man, all of us are signing up for the detour from the pain department. Amen? I mean, so, oh, I don't want to do that. There's a lot of things that we can choose better. We, God gives us wisdom and discernment and things like that. We want to walk in that. But there's some things that, guess what? They just hit us right between the eyes. But what I'm saying is, if we have built our, our lives and our hearts on a firm foundation of what God has given us and the tools that he's given us, Holy Spirit living inside us, we're going to make it. Amen? Somebody say amen. That's a good spot to say amen. I said, pain, I, I said, pain does come, and we can trust God in the midst of it. And I love this. Many of you guys know this by heart, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Y'all remember this? It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's where the faith really comes in. If you know how it's going to work and you know how it's going to play out and all that, it doesn't take much faith, does it? But when you have no idea, when you trust God, let's talk about this for a second. Is God faithful? Yes. Absolutely. We know that. Even when we don't understand. Have you ever been there and praying and, and just been real honest and going, Lord, where are you in this situation? Take me out, coach. I've had enough. You know? But I'm telling you, as we go through those things, and I'm preaching to me first, I know that God is doing a work in my life in those times. Many times I used to say, why? And as God has been growing me, and there's much more to grow, I say, What? Lord, what are you showing me? I bring that up about every time we preach. What are we showing? Because I want us to be prepared when these things come. This is all about preparation of our heart and our actions and our responses to be more like Christ. Building ourselves up on the word of God. Amen. Well, what else do we see in some of the plateau areas? It doesn't take much energy to walk just on this flat ground. I keep telling myself that sometimes here lately. It's been a little rough, but you know God's good. He's, he's lined up things where things are going to be all right. But when we're going across them, we don't have all the... The ups and downs. We like the level ground as much as we, we, we can. I said, but the problem comes when you're on that level ground all the time. What happens? You get kind of complacent, don't we? We just, we want to set our own pace and things like that. And, and so as we go across things like that, we start to see that, you know what? I know in my life that my faith muscles can get weaker. When everything's just going along, I got to be really sure that I guard my God time. I still want to be praying. I still want to be looking. I want to be preparing my heart. Because I just don't want to run to God when things are bad. Have you ever had a relationship like that? That'll wear you out. You only see somebody when they what? Need something. When they want something. I'm just pulling it down in real time. How we interact with others, you know? 
And, and I, I love this, this, this come phone call, and you've heard it many times, but I can't get it off my mind anytime I talk about this. I had a buddy. I got a buddy, and he's a friend of mine. I don't usually hear from him unless he needs something. The last time he called me, y'all probably remember me saying, he goes, hey, man. I said, yeah. And I'm thinking, what do you need? He says, you know what? One of these days I'm going to call you when I don't need anything, but today is not that day. <laughs> I said, well, at least he's honest, you know? But, you know, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that just calls it, hey, uh, how you doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, small talk. But can you do this? But, but, but can you do this? Can you do that? Now, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. That's a whole different situation. I got to work on that. Sometimes I, I, how many people don't like asking for help? You know, you think, well, I know everybody's busy and this and that and everything. But, you know, a lot of times we assume that the person knows we need help with something. And then when they don't respond like we think they ought to, then we get all shoveled up. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. But, you know, now it's probably a little bit different thing if you say, hey, I need some help. And they go, uh, yeah, I see that. I got to go. You know, that's a little different. But, you know, I think all we can really do is, is, is that if we make it known, go on from there. Because, you know, one of the things we say often, a lot of times we put unrealistic expectation on people. We think that they should respond at this time, this way. Everybody's wired that way, different. How many people are married? Is the wiring different? It is. It is. I'm hot wired. <laughs> Denise, smooth. She doesn't like change. I don't like change. But if change, but when I like change to change in my favor, I want to turn it up faster, don't you? Right? Oh, I want this now, 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 now. And then it's like, that's probably not the best a lot of times. But nevertheless, I think the big thing is, are we loving our family right where they are? Are we loving one another right where we are? That's a big deal, man. And that's one of the things that God shows me in ministry when I pray. And I said, Lord, give me the eyes of Christ and look at the situation. He starts looking at you know, and I go, well, I don't understand why that person did this or this person did this. And then sometimes I go, I don't understand why I did that. I'm just being honest. I go, that was not good. But you know what? As I spend more time with God, I go, you know, Lord, help me to, to choose better. Help me to, even in the midst of this, this path, help me to walk and be listening to what you have for me. Amen? So we're talking about a few more other things here. We can choose our own pace if we're on flat ground, can't we? Just, yeah, we're just going to la la da la Had a guy came back to work the other day, had retired. I said, hey, man, how do you like retirement? It's good because I get to do whatever I want, whenever I want. I said, really? That's good. So what have you been doing? He said, I've been working myself to death. <laughs> I said, what? I got this project. I got this project. I got this project. But he said, you know what I really enjoy about that? If I want to cut the grass at 8 o'clock in the morning, that's good. If I want to cut it at 8 o'clock at night, that's good. So it doesn't have to be a bad thing. But what happens is a lot of times if we're not careful, not everybody, but a lot of us will tend to, well, I can do it tomorrow. I can put it off tomorrow. And, and you know what? Next thing you know, tomorrow comes the next day, and the next day becomes next week, and then it's next month. And then you get overwhelmed. So I, my, my whole point of this thing, let's seek the Lord. Lord, what do you have for me today? Lord, give me the strength and the wisdom and the understanding for today. Because guess what? I might not even be here tomorrow. Now, again, this is not a doom and gloom message. But if I start playing a way out, it's good to have a plan. We should plan on our retirement, plan on this and this and everything else. But there's some people that are so locked into that. If one little piece of the puzzle moves, they're off the chart, man. The stock market went down. Oh, you know, all these things. 
What are we trusting in for the long haul? Are we trusting in the Lord? A step at a time, a day at a time, a blessing at a time. Let's keep on moving. So what else? There's nothing to bring a challenge on the plateau usually. Straight across. Hey, I can tell you from, from coming from West Virginia, there's not too many flat lands up there. It's up, down, up, down, up, and down. But you know what? Again, we look at those things. We can choose our own pace. We can, well, there's not much of a challenge. Do you believe God wants to challenge us with things? To grow us? I do. I can tell you what's a challenge. Every time you open the word, it's a challenge. One of the big things when I preach and I look at things and the Lord laid it on my heart to, to, to share the message. Always bring people to a point of decision. I always want to cultivate something in you through the word of God to come to a decision. I'm going to make a change. I'm not going to make a change. I'm going to choose Jesus. I'm going to forgive somebody. I'm going to bring my, my prayer is Lord. Bring us to a point of decision. But if we're not careful, we can get real easy going, lackadaisical on those things. Had a couple of notes here. I said, you know, when, when things happen like this and the challenges in our life, hopefully when we face challenges, there's, there's two things, two ways to respond. Hopefully we're going to rise up and we're going to find out what we really believe. How many of you have thought you believed something and then, man, when it really hit, you go, wow. In life, there's things that we'll, we'll experience that will really shake the very foundation of what you believe. It really will. But if you're pouring in all the time and you're reading that word line after line, precept after precept, and, and, and just taking that and trusting God a step at a time, when those times come, your foundation will be sure. Will you still get some waves hitting the side? Absolutely. Will the wind still blow like it did last night? Absolutely. But you know what? You'll be firm in your foundation and you'll be able to see what God has for us. I thought about it in every area of our life. I said there's different spiritual uh, terrain that we deal with. But, but when, we, when we really lock in what we believe, it's going to impact every part of our life. Relationships, businesses, all those things. There's always going to be challenges. Are you committed for the long haul? Are you committed for the long haul? Sometimes I bring this in and sometimes I just kind of gloss over, but I'm going to bring it up today. A few months ago, I looked at some pictures from five years ago. And it was pictures of our church when we first started. A lot of smiling faces, a lot of people, everything else. God brings people for a season, things like that. And I remember specifically when we said we we're going to go full-time ministry, we had been praying about it and everything else. I said, who's in? Who's in for the long haul? Woo! And I can tell you, looking at that picture, I could probably find, find about five people that are still in for the long haul outside of your family. I'm not knocking anybody. I'm not anything else. What I'm saying is this. When we say we're going to commit, are we going to commit? You know? My dad used to tell me, he said, why? You know what? At the end of the day, I'm just talking on not spiritual level. He, just, he said, you know something really all you got is your word. If your word's no good, that's not good. You know, and, and he would hold my feet to the fire on those things. He said, if you can't do it, it's okay. Just say, I don't think I can do that. But if you say you're going to do it, then you make every, you exhaust every single thing to do it. And I try to do that. Sometimes there's things out of your control. You know, we understand that. But you know what? What's the Bible say? That your yes be yes and you no be no. That's a good word. Because I tell you what, how many times... When you deal with somebody, just kind of jumping off the notes a little bit, maybe at work. 
You say, hey, man, I, I need you to get ABC on this job. Can you do it? Yeah, got it. And you know, you better be right on their heels because chances are they're going to do maybe A and have a bunch of excuses about B and they were so busy they never got to C, right? In life, it's like that. If you say, hey, man, uh, you know what? Can you, can you pick me up here? Can you do this and all this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have never in my life, as times grow, goes by, when I was younger, I remember when people would say, okay, I can do that. And the percent of them doing that was pretty good. Now, not so much. Because I think what happens now, a handshake doesn't mean a whole lot. That's unfortunate. Words don't mean a whole lot. You know? Yeah, whatever. But, but you told them you were going to do that. So, how does that work? Why am I bringing all this in? Because I want our yes to be yes, our no to be no. I know sometimes we can let one another down. But as a rule, let's ask the Lord to continue to strengthen us on the hilltops, on the valleys and the plateaus, that what we say is what we do. And, you know, there's things that we learn in, in, in life, and there's things that are learned in ministry. Has anybody been wounded and stuff like that? Yes. And I thought, wow. And Tanya used to always say this. She still does. She said, let's just remember how that happened, how that was. And let's be sure that we don't do that to someone else. Let's learn from what happened. Can't, don't want to hold a grudge. Don't want to do this and everything else. We go, you know what? Lord, help me not to make that same mistake or make, make this situation. Because we don't want to hurt nobody. nobody. You don't want to set out to hurt anybody. But I tell you what, if you're all over the board, guess what? You're going to end up hurting somebody with stuff. Because they assume that you're going to do what you say you do. You, you usually assume that somebody says, yes, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Right? Let's be those type of people, amen? So let's keep on rolling on the plateaus. Let's not get lazy, but let's catch our breath so we can get ready for when we head into the valley. Is everybody doing good? Good. All right. Let's hit the little valley time here. One of the things I was thinking about and just looking at the spiritual terrain, I said, but valleys flood. I said, now, you know, some might say, well, I spend more time in the valleys. And it's not a, a bad thing. There's some pretty things in the valley. But I don't necessarily want to stay there. How about you? You know, because th there's a lot of other vantage points. If I'm down here, they're in some other positions there. The enemy's just lurking and waiting, right? But think about this when I was putting this together. I said, name some things that flood your valley. What I mean by that, where does what? Fear, depression, right? What else? Health. But never forget this beautiful verse. Y'all ready? Psalm 23, 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come from me. The Lord is with us. I want you to hear that today. No matter where you're at, high, low, middle, under the bus, driving the bus, God is with us. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Valleys pick up speed when we're going down. When things, How come it seems like bad news travels fast? Man, it just picks up speed, don't it? And how many times you got something going on, and before you can get that a remedy for that, something else is going on, and something else is going on, and something else. I know as I'm getting older, I'm like, I just wish one pain would stop before the other one starts, you know? And, and that's the way it goes sometimes. But also in our life and our decisions and our jobs and things, there's a whole lot that we have no control of, amen? But we know who's in control of all things, right? I'm going to point you back to Jesus every time. I'm going to point you back to Jesus every time. So we know when we, we get on that roller coaster and it starts going down, it usually picks up speed. It usually picks up momentum, right? 
Same thing in our life a lot of times we see, man, when things are going on, we just keep on, oh my gosh, what's going to be next? But you know what? Our words a lot of times control the throttle. You ever hear anybody, why me? Nothing ever goes good for me. This, that, and everything else. Well, you're just speaking right on into what the devil's telling you, right? You say, man, you know what? I'm going to come through this other side. You know, people say, how's your leg? I said, it's ready for surgery. It's ready for surgery. I'm ready to get on the other side. I'm looking forward to what I know that God has given man the technology to. I know I'm going to have some great caregivers. <laughs> I know I've got some great caregivers, some great prayer warriors. And you know what? So we're going to get through the other side, you know? And that's with anything. I, I'd like to look at things where, okay, this is where I'm at now, but I don't have to stay here. If you're in a bad spot now, you don't have to stay there. God is going to work it out. We're never alone with him. So let's keep on rolling here. I said, you know, when we look at this, we're all, sometimes it's just one phone call away. We're picking up speed on that there. It doesn't take long for things to change. And it doesn't mean it has to be a bad thing. How many people have got a good phone call and it changed everything? Right? You got the job. That's awesome. We got the phone call. You don't have the job, whatever it may be. But I'm going to tell you, God is still God of the hills, the valley, and the plateaus. So let's keep walking with it. Let's keep on rolling through here. I said, ballots have a way to be dark sometimes. I said, we need to follow the light. We need to watch our steps. Open the word of God because it's the lamp to our feet. little reference if you want to write this down. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is the lamp for my feet and light on the path. Man. I think a lot of times that we get blindsided is a lot of times we keep the Bible shut. You think so? I mean, if we're thinking about things like that, I know that God continues to grow in our hearts. He, he continues to, to, to strengthen us in our, in our spirit. I don't like missing many meals. How about you guys? You know, I like men. I like eating and eating and doing all that. I should be eating for strength instead of pleasure a lot of times. But why is it that we will starve our spirit, man, to pieces many times? We say, well, I go to church every week. Well, that's great. I bet you don't eat once a week, Right? You know, so if that's the case, how important is it to feed on the word of God every day? I'm going to take this time to just pull in a few things over here. We've got all these different uh, literature and stuff to help us grow in the, in the word. Number one thing is open your Bibles, but we also have these daily bread devotions. These are great. We get them like every three months. Take some with you. Leave some uh, at your workplace or whatever. Those are great. I'll call them fire starters. How about that? Tonight, your, your heart to just dig deeper in the Lord. We want to do everything we can to make disciples for Jesus Christ, to grow in that word, you know? And when people are young in the Lord, we come alongside them, and then guess what? You just like a little baby, you take them off the milk, put them on the meat, and keep them growing, amen? That's what we want to see God do and build in our life. What else do we got? It's good to have a guide in the valley. It's good to have a guide anytime. When, uh, I got uh, spoiled last night, got took out on town by my, my babies, and uh, we had to follow them to Williamsburg. And I noticed something. If I'm leading the pack, I'm always going too fast. But if Thomas leading the pack, everything's good. What's up with that? <laughs> I said, I got to stay close to him. Oh, how fast you going? I'm just about all Thomas, baby. Going on down. But if I'm going somewhere that I haven't been before, it's good to have a what? A guide. Right? Who is guiding us through our life? Who is guiding us through different situations in our life? I pray that it's the Lord. I said, our best bet is to always follow close to the guide. Anybody ever been lost before? Following somebody, they go through the light and you go, uh-oh. Everything starts looking the same. The GPS signal don't work. It's not pretty, is it? 
I told you about that last week when me and Tim went, went over to pick up a car. Man, that road, I don't know, it's almost like Bugs Bunny. You ever watch that? Something happened and the road goes, don't stretch out like that. When your car breaks down or you get lost, it seems like that road gets longer. In our Christian walk sometimes, when we're lost, when we stepped away from God, that road seems like it's pretty long. But I'm going to tell you, you've got an amazing church family. You've got a Lord that's never going to leave your side. We want to walk this thing out together, side by side. So check on the guide. The guide in our life is Jesus Christ. Amen. Call on the Lord. A couple little things here. We're going to jump right through here. We don't have to stay forever. Aren't you glad? Have you ever been in a bad spot and you're just thinking, and I hope it's never here, that you're just going, how much longer? You know, have you been in some places there? And you're going, how much longer? How many people have been on a ride and they didn't like it and you're thinking there's only one more turn we got to go? You know, I'm thinking that. I'm thinking, oh my gosh. Or, you, you, you know, what mile marker are we at? 26, what do we got to go to? 50, oh my goodness, Lord help us, you know? Some of those things just seem long, but I tell you what, we don't have to stay there forever. But you know what? Learn what you can while you're there. How's that sound? Learn what you can while you're there. One of the things that the, the Lord's been showing me didn't go to a lot of schooling and this and that and everything else. But I think this is, is the key that the Lord showed me. You got to learn how to learn. Does that make sense? Learn how to learn. Lord, show me how this works. If I go in to do something new, I say, okay, my friend, tell me how that works like the guitar. Give me some common ground so I can put it together with something I already know. So we come into something new, it's like, I'll never get that. But if you can find the common thing that is like the thing you already know, you got to step up. Right? I'm not a pipe fitter, right? But I can tell you, if you look at some stuff, all right, you say this goes this way and this goes down here and that's the drain. Okay, good. Well, you know what's crazy? That little bit I know about it, that's how I work the mixing board. Because the sound's got to come in and it's got to go through this little valve to come back over here. It's just like water, right? All the pipe fitters said, man, I'm glad you're not a pipe fitter, right? But what I'm saying is find the common denominator in things. What's something that has a common denominator in everything? Jesus. Find where God is in that situation and follow him. Follow him step by step. I, I, I love this. I, I think education is great, but I think revelation is even better. Because that's just God revealing things to us where we are and getting us to where we need to go. Amen? You can't go wrong spending time with, with God. Are you ready to go to a little bit higher ground now? We're picking up speed. Everybody doing good? Amen. Pulling you out of the valley now. Here we go. Going, going uphill. Oh, that doesn't sound fun, does it? Going uphill. Let's see what's going on. I said, many people look at folks that are standing on top of the mountain and never realize they just didn't land there. You just don't land on the peak as a rule. Amen? You ever seen that? Oh, man, I tell you what. Sometimes it's, it's amazing if you're somewhere and you sit down and you just shut this and open this. We used to go to the mall a lot. And Denise stopped taking me because I would talk to everybody there. Just like, just like Miss George said, I said, I said, Charlie's got a lot of friends. She said, he'll, if he don't, he'll make some. He'll talk to anybody. I said, yeah, I know. He loves talking to people. And I love it. That's, I do the same thing. You know, but we go somewhere and you think, man, well, what, what's going on here? You don't really realize what somebody's been through unless you spend some time with them. You know, oh, that person's doing this. And it's usually they got this and they got that. Man, I'm a... Praise the Lord. Man, the Lord's been blessing you. That's great. It's just stuff. They cannot fit it in the casket when they go. Amen. It's not going to happen. 
But you know, what's in here? What's in your heart? You spend a little time with people, you really find out what, what's in their heart. And when they go through a situation, you'll really find out what's in their heart. Amen. Lord, help us to be responding like you have us respond. I said, there's no shortcuts. I said, it's a journey. It's, it's a map we got to follow. It's, sometimes we got to make some course corrections. And, and sometimes we get a little tired. You ever get tired? Go out there, feed on the word of God. I said, follow in the footsteps of the Savior. I love talking to seniors. You know why? They got some amazing stories. They got some amazing stories. I spent, most of my friends are usually older than me. And I spent a lot of time with them. Because you know what? I remember when I was little, my grandma would tell me stories. And, and, and things like that. But they knew so much more than what I know. Because they've been there, they've done that, and got through. Man, that's some great stuff. But you know what's unfortunate? A lot of times, we think that people have an expiration date on them. You know, ah, man, there's such and such. What could they possibly tell me? A whole lot. A whole lot. Now, if we could get that type of wisdom from somebody here, how much more wisdom can we get from the Lord that's been around from the beginning? I said, let's spend some time with him. Let's take a look at what he's got going and following his footprints. Let's keep on going. Going up, build strength. You know, how many say, man, it's just an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle. But you know, when you're going uphill, what happens? Strengthening them legs. Heart rate's going up. You don't really realize it, but, you, but you're getting some exercise, and that's a good thing. So many times we just, man, we got to be persistent on getting to the top. And there's a lot of good things that happen along the way. I'm going to tell you a story. I told you, uh, my dad's from West Virginia. We would visit from time to time. And I remember going to a friend of mine's uh, house, and her, her grandmother was there. And we would spend some time over there. And they got some big hills, big mountain stuff. And she would say, y'all fellas want to go up and help me? And I'm going, sure. I'm a young guy. I'll help you. And I looked at that hill, and I thought, Lord, help me. Now, this woman was in her 80s, right? And she would get chugging up there. And I'm thinking, I'm starting thinking, right? I'm going, she's going to fall, and I'm going to have to carry her down. You know? That wasn't the case. She would lean into that hill, man. She couldn't hardly walk good on, on, on flat ground, but she was going up the side of this mountain. I thought about this last night when I was working on this. And, and she, she would lean in, and she would watch where she was going. And you know what she would do? She would start cutting that hill. That's what I call it. She would start shaving it off a little bit, and she'd start going about this way. Instead of just going straight up. See, my idea was, man, you just go straight up. She was taking a bite at a time. In our Christian life, I think we need to just take a bite at a time. Right? Now, when you ask the Lord to come into your life, you are saved, sealed, signed, delivered. Amen? But you know what? God's still going to work in your heart. He's still going to teach you a few things. Amen? Thank the Lord. He's going to teach us patience and forgiveness and grace and mercy and all those things. So we're going along. I kept thinking about that. I said, why are we going up on this hill? <laughs> Have y'all ever heard of ginseng? They got in a lot of vitamin stuff now. They would go pick that stuff. They, that, they would get a, she'd bring a sack down. And she'd have some spending money, man. She was ready to go play some bingo after she got that. So she would go, and, and, and that would be a big deal. And I kept going. I thought, man, what in the world? Uh, how much further? How much further? Just like I was saying earlier. But she would go, and I, and I kept thinking, I'm going to have to carry her down. I know I'm going to have to carry her down. All that. But what I didn't realize was this. She was kind of carrying me. Because she was laying out the groundwork. She had been there before. She knew where she was going. That gal's body was strong. It didn't look like, you know, I thought it would be, you know, okay, this all, Charles Atlas. But she had been walking that path so long that she knew her way. 
She knew every little, I'd be going over here, you might want to watch out over there. I saw a snake there last week. Back on this side. Oh, come on over. And she would just be going and going and going. And you think, buddy, how in the world does this tie in with what, what's going on? How does an old woman going up the side of hell have anything to do with my life? We had a guide. She had a plan. She had her eyes focused on every step. She did not go look way up here. She took it a step at a time. I want to encourage us in our walk, in our life, to take it a step at a time. Don't get overwhelmed by getting to the top. Step with the Lord each day, each path, each thing, and watch how God continues to grow in our life. Amen? He'll strengthen us for what's ahead. We get the best view from the top. Amen? You ever, you ever, anybody climb some trees in their younger days? Yeah. I used to love that. Grandma, did you ever climb any trees? It's never too late to start. Mm -mm -mm. We would get up, and I lived down in Buck Road, probably about four miles, what do you think, Jeff? Four miles from the beach, three miles from the beach? Two miles, okay. Two miles. One in every crowd. <laughs> I'll tease it, brother, I'll tease it. I would get up in those woods, and I'd climb up. And the first thing that you would get up to, you could see the 7-Eleven. I'll say that's. 3.4 miles. 0.34 miles. Okay. <laughs> and man, I'm up there. But if you could get up to the top of that tree and see Buck Road, you were the man. You're up there. But you got to come down. You know, you're up there. And the wind's going. They go, what do you see? What do you see? <laughs> I see a long way down. That's what I'm thinking up there. I gotta, but we get way up there and I can see. I can see the 7-Eleven sign. I could see a little bit further. I said, man, I could see way, I could see the water. Now, you're up a tree, man, if you're, what, a couple miles away that you're up there. Don't you know my mom had no idea that I was up there? You know what? Get down. You know? And so I'm climbing up. Well, it took a little effort to get up there, didn't it? It took a little, uh, a little time to get on up there. But the view was amazing. The view was amazing. And sometimes coming down, you come down a whole lot faster, don't you? Whoo! Got another little story for you. How many people know what I mean by riding down a tree? Two people from Buck Row and one from McCosin. Y'all live the sheltered life, but I'm going to get knee surgery, so maybe I should skip that. This is riding down a tree. You would get the big kids in the neighborhood to get like a tree about this round, okay? About, I don't know, six, eight inches. And they would go up. My buddies, see, I always hung around guys that are older than me, like I said. And they'll say, oh, yeah, man, you could do it. Yeah, I could do it. And they'd get up there, and they would bend that tree over. And they'd, see, they, they'd get on the top of the tree and lean it over, and that tree would go, Woo! And I'm going, they said, you going to get on? I said, yeah. Lesson number one, do not grab the branch. Grab the tree. But I couldn't reach the tree, so I grabbed the branch. They said, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure you're ready? I don't know. Whew. They jump off and they take me and my little 80 pounds and I go, woo, day. And I'm going. And I'm going. And about the third time, that branch snaps. Now, this is just like a cartoon. I'm screaming. I don't, and when I hit the ground, I break the branch over my head, split my teeth. That's probably why my teeth look like this. And those guys almost had to go to the hospital because they laughed so hard, man. And my mom's like, what? And I come on, what? And she thought I got hit with a baseball bat. But I went up that tree, getting on that tree. I wanted to see what they saw. I wanted to be where they were. 
But I try to take a shortcut. Woo! But I tell you what, they didn't get the ride I got. <laughs> I mean, the up and back and forth. So what did I do when I healed up? I got kids smaller than me to show them what I learned, right? <laughs> to cast it on, right? But I'm telling you, I wanted to see what they saw. We had some good times. I tell you what, I, I, that's why I was so tough on my boys. No, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. We would climb up there. I don't know why we had to light a fire. If it was 900 degrees out, we had to have a fire. We had to burn stuff. We had to do, I thought it was just being a boy. Now I'm thinking it's just being not so smart. But man, that was good. We would get out there and we would take those trees. And, and I remember one time my dad gave me a hatchet. Oh, that's what you give like a 10-year-old. There you go. Yeah. We had a hatchet. My brother said, that ain't nothing. My granddad's got an axe. I said, let's go to work. We get out there and we're chopping. Through. Okay, we had a little watch and we go, how much can you chop in a minute? I don't know. My turn, my turn. Everybody turn. Down the tree goes. Woo! Man, look at that. We did that. That's good. In the course of a week, we tore the woods up. We couldn't even ride the motorcycle back there anymore because we didn't think about where all the stuff was going. It went over every path, everything else. See, a lot of times, you're so excited about what's going on right here, you don't look at what's going to happen down here. Same with our, our, our Christian life. We get all excited and we just start looking here. But every now and then we need to get a bigger glance. We need to get the big picture. We need to have the guide. Because I'm sure if somebody came along and said, you know, uh, next week you're going to ride your motorcycle out here. How are you going to get over that? We had to make some new paths. We had to do some more things. But I tell you what, we thought we were really getting with the program. We wanted to view at the top. We wanted to do all these things and, and, and all this. Didn't mind working then. If somebody would have told us that's a job, we'd say, we don't want to do that. But if you find something that's your passion, and when we talked about this, it's not even really a job. You love doing it. I don't want to chop down any trees right now, but I tell you what, it was so much fun doing those things, but get a good perspective of what's going on when you're doing those things. Because you know what? We're going to have times that we're on the top of the hill. We're going to have times that we feel like we're riding that tree down, and it's going to be times that, you know what? We get that friendly fire. You know? We're talking about chopping down the trees and blocking your path. Keep looking up. Let's keep on rolling. I said, the chances are you will see both sides of that hill. Amen. When we're going up, you know, when you're going up the hill, when you're going through things in life and we know that we're not going to always be in that spot, we can press in and press on. What happens when you start down the other side? What happens when you've got a glimpse of what's going on and things change? How do you respond? You used to be able to see both sides of the hill in your life. Up and down. But again, that don't mean you have to stay there. I said, but you know what? I, I was looking through in there. I said, there's an upside and a downside. I said, that on the years on, on, on earth, we will climb many hills, walk many plateaus, and experience many valleys. But let me tell you what's going on here. We'll pull this together. Let's go back to this. I don't care how high the hill is. I don't care how low the valley is. And I don't care how long the plateau and the plain is that you're walking. This will hold true. Amen. Romans 8, 28. I'm going to ask you guys to read that with me. You ready? One, two, three, let's read. And we know that God calls us all things to work together for good those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Do you believe that? Are you going to set that in your heart today? So no matter what the enemy throws at us, we're going to go back to that and say, you know what? I've got that in my heart. I don't know how God's going to work it out, but He's going to do it. I don't know how He does it, but I know He does it. Right? I want you to have that, that, that foundation. And I said, you know, I, I was thinking, I said, man, do we love the Lord? Yeah, we do. Then we need to trust Him. I wrote a few things. I said, it doesn't matter the terrain. 
God is with us. Aren't you glad that God doesn't just say, oh, that's too deep for me. That's too high for me. And there's places that we do. See, I want, I want to just, the Lord just put this on my heart. See, a lot of times when we're helping people, we say, man, they're just too far gone. Does God ever say that? No. I believe that we don't want to be taken advantage of. I need, we need to be listening to the Lord and all that. But I want to tell you, no matter where you're at on the rugged terrain of life, God's hand will reach you. Whether if you're in, the, in a hole, whether you're, you're on, on the top of the mountain, God can still reach you and God can still use you. Amen. A lot of times we think, man, you just don't know my background. You're right. God does. He says, you know what? I can still use you. God can still use you. The number one thing that I see when I talk to folks, they think, man, I've blown it so bad, I'm out. And we can do a lot of different things and stuff like that. But I want to tell you what. Get this in your heart. That God's grace is greater than your sin. That God loves you. Let's go back to the, the, the thing we talked about, about the news, newscast. That's a terrible thing. Somebody taking somebody else's life. But God is still extending mercy. Still extending grace. He doesn't want anyone to perish without one. There's things that we'll deal with today. Are we going to extend that grace? Are we going to extend that mercy? Are we going to walk this verse out? How we know that God's going to work all things together. See, sometimes if we can't see the end, we don't want to play, do we? I don't know how it's going to turn out, so I'm out. That's how it's going to turn out right there. All things are going to work together for the good. This love God and call according to his purpose. So no matter your current condition, no matter your past, no matter your position, God will never leave you for sake. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word today. That you're a God of the hills, the valleys, the plateaus, all in between. And Lord, that we can trust and rest in you. I pray today that, Lord, somehow you take what uh, you've given me here and made it so much more. So people can say, you know, I, I'm, I'm on this path. I'm on this hill. I'm on this mountain. I'm on this rocky ground, whatever it is. But to hear this with an open heart so that, Lord, that you would draw us closer to you, that we could be more like your son. So that we could experience the freedom that we have in the forgiveness of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Lord, as I stay here, I stand here today, I just humbly come to you and say, Happy Father's Day. And I know that we can say Happy Father's Day because we're in the family when we call on the name of Jesus. How about you today? Have you come to that decision to call on the name of Jesus who forgives all our sin, who sets us in the family for eternity? If that's you today, let me just guide you in this prayer and just repeat it from your heart. It's about your heart condition. It's not about just saying words. It's about agreeing with the words that you believe. Dear Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I believe you're the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Forgive me, Lord, come into my life. If that's you today, don't leave here today without telling somebody, you know what, I prayed that prayer today. Today, I'm trusting Jesus. If you're here today and you say, man, I have been up and down and around the mountain, under the water, in a log, wherever it is, I want to encourage you today. That the Lord Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That you can have confidence and trust in him. For him to work all things together for the good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.